Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I don't know if this is going to be a 22-minute podcast or a nine-hour podcast. I think I said podcast. That's one. <laughs> I didn't kidding. read it. That was my own stupid mush mouth. Yeah, yeah, you've got mush mouth. I was going to originally say, is this the smallest period of time in between recordings before. But no, back we've before, done like... Back before Jillian, we used to record yeah, yeah. like back-to-back episodes yeah. and stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning yeah, and watch movies. Yeah, we watch like two or three movies a night and record right away. Yeah, we wake up like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we were awesome <sighs> those were people. The, those were the days, huh? Man, Being I'm 27 years old. 6.30. Being 27 years old, not... Living up to our own expectations and potential, <laughs> wasting half the day, but staying up half the night. Oh, man. Sounds like the beginning of my favorite Japan Droid song. <laughs> yeah, now uh, now look at us. Almost and 37. And now it's 9.30 and I and stopped cleaning the kitchen in order to do this. Yeah, I'm exhausted. It is Tuesday, November 28th. If you're new here, welcome. I have no idea how you found us, because we don't advertise. Samantha is asleep. Oh, what? Um, We are married, and we have movies. And uh, that sums up the podcast there. talk about both those things on a weekly basis for almost 500 episodes. We Did we decide what we were doing for 500? I don't remember. Ending the show. <laughs> well, hey now. Uh, mm. I don't remember what we said. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and listen to four fifty. Right, go, go listen. To I think all we said we were just going to steer the course, right? Whatever, whatever, like the gimmick we were under, we were going to do. Yeah, but or... what was the gimmick? I don't remember. Oh <laughs> man, I Chris, think I tra- what good is it? I if tried you to don't change remember? it. Oh no, my beast feet are getting all fucked up. I oh, wore them too no. much. The problem is, like, I've worn them in the garage, and I like quickly step outside with them, and that's just gonna. But is it just the right foot? No, left foot's got some stuff too. Okay. Well, also they were like ten bucks from Walmart, buddy. They were twenty dollars at Walmart. You show some respect to these goddamn things. Not some bargain barrel ten dollar Walmart slippers. They were less of a bargain barrel twenty dollar slippers from mm-hmm. Walmart that I've never seen since. So I know. Well, I don't even remember which Walmart it was that we saw them. Oh yeah, it was like some weird ass part of town. I think it was it's that mystical Walmart where I found my Turbo Man, where I found all the Ghostbusters. I thought you were talking about like a part of like town called Mystical, and there is a fly in here. I saw it as well. It's a different fly. I think that I think that fucking fly had kids in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the kids are here. And now yeah, this is like Jaws the Revenge, but a fly. Um, I did see at another Walmart, like one of our more regular WalMarts, because this is our life. Uh, there was uh, a family and the child had a pair of like the dinosaur ones. And I think they were just like hanging up like where the shoes were. Um, Cause that's where they were coming from. But that, that's the only other bit I've seen of them. Mm. So 
because we just recorded 48 hours ago. We don't, we don't really have, have anything else to talk about. We haven't watched anything else, right? That's correct. Because we recorded, we had just watched all the Christmas stuff and put the tree up. Um, and yesterday, you just worked and I watched wrestling. Um, which was a film in and of itself. Um, that is true. But, yeah, I think we can just get into it because I'm going to need as much time as I can get to cover today's movie. Yeah. Which is from our Wrap It Up series when we nominate movies back and forth. The movies that don't get picked go on a list that we can't watch until they get randomly chosen. And that list got out of control. So we started uh, our own fifth Picking or sixth gimmick. Um, where we pick them off. I think I said wrap it up, but you know, you know what I mean. And today's movie was... Well, isn't the wrap it off... Wrap it up perfect. is a different one where we watch the sequels to movies. Yes. It's a different gimmick, Chris. You Too can't even remember the gimmicks. gimmicks. Uh, we were watching... We watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which you will read the box. I will give you an option. Uh, I technically own this two different ways. I That's the, disgusting. Well, not on purpose. I have I bought the original DVD, obviously, whenever it came out, uh-huh. and then when I acquired the limited edition Blu-ray complete series, uh-huh. which we're going to go into in detail, it came with Batman: Mask of the Phantasm and Batman and Mister Freeze Sub Zero, the movies. Um, I confirmed that the backs, the back of this box, and the details of the movie in here are exactly the same. <laughs> Can I see the font size, though? I'm not sure. Why? I think that's fair. So this is this one, and this is this one. Yeah, I'm going to do the DVD. Yeah, and then this will go to the garage afterwards. Uh, hold on, let me make sure. Actually, this is better because this actually has the extra review and details on it. The other one doesn't, so. Oh, well, see? Then it would have done that one, and you would have said, oh, I gypped it or whatever. You can't say that anymore. Yes, I can. No, it's you can't. Like a legitimate word. Isn't it? It is. Allegedly. But there's plenty of other things that have. Allegedly. That are, are, are actual words that you're not supposed to say. Like what? <laughs> Read the box. Oh, okay. Um. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Or Phantom, as Jillian called it. Right, yeah. And I almost did it, and I was like, that's not what it's called. So I was hoping you did. That's not, that's not the movie. Gotham City's savior, the way he was meant to be, says... Oh, that's small. Mm-hmm. Steve Parsall, St. Petersburg Times. I gotta turn this white noise down from Jillian. Jillian's room. When the city's most feared gangsters are systematically eliminated, the caped crusader is blamed. But prowling the Gotham Knight is a shadowy new villain, the Phantasm, a sinister figure with some link to Batman's past. Can the Dark Knight elude the police, capture the Phantasm, and clear his name? Unmasking the Phantasm is just one of the twists, or swerves, in this dazzling animated feature. Discover all new revelations about Batman's past, his arch-rival the Joker, and Batman's most grueling battle ever. The choice between his love of a beautiful woman and his vow to be the defender of right. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is a mystery that is genuinely absorbing, suspenseful, and moving, says the Cincinnati Inquirer. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I wanted you to get like four on this. Just like, I know, and I, like I thought I was going to. Just like I love this movie and this franchise even more. Um, 
I mean, you can go now. <laughs> you have to be here for this episode. No, no, I want to hear what you. I want to hear what you have to say, man. Uh, so, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, or Batman: The Animated Series, is like my all-time favorite. What? Uh, no way. Not necessarily show. My favorite animated show, or Your like favorite animation. children's entertainment, uh, because it was my show as a kid. I literally. Used to watch an episode, write the title of it down in a notebook, and write who the villain was, and then keep stats on who the most villains were. Like, yo, man, why didn't you ever tell me about that? Because <laughs> I wanted to procreate with you. Um, That's gross. <laughs> that is gross. Don't ever say that again. I mean, I'm glad of, we did because Jillian's awesome. Yeah, the but the kind of person that keeps man. Batman the animated series. Stats in a notebook is the same kind of person that said that he wanted to procreate with his wife. So there you go. Uh, and is wearing rainbow beast feet, feet that are falling apart. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love the series. I subscribe to the comic book. I what? What do you want? Give me your. I want to see the the beast foot. I want. I'm see in the it. middle of talking on Can a podcast. Can you give me the foot? No, they're keeping my feet warm. Can you Fuck give off. Me? No, my feet are staying with my feet. My beast feet are staying on my feet. Um, so read, had the toys, read the comic books, watched the show religiously, um, and it just was like my thing. And then as it, I'm probably one of the only people that does not like Batman Beyond that likes like Batman. It just came right after this and it kind of soured me on like what I liked and what I had. So then I fell out of it until basically, you know. The Dark Knight and Batman kind of came back in popularity mm. uh, throughout college and then was determined to watch the series over again. This was pre-streaming, easily accessible things. Right. So uh, there was a like a super limited edition DVD release. Uh, Batman, that complete animated series that I found off of eBay for an amazing price. Like, such a great price. Like, a, a price that was too good to be true. And I remember telling you, like, oh, man, I'm so excited. This you is going to be like, great. legit. And then I, I got it, and so it was fucking excited. beautiful. And I started playing it, and I got to, like, the second episode, and it started, like, skipping and, like, not working. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I look at the package, and, like, the T in animated was an I... The L in, uh, or like the I in series was an L. It turns out it was a fucking bootleg. So um, I still have it somewhere um, as a collector's item uh, because they okay. obviously. And they thought we got rid of it. I think I still have it somewhere. Hmm. I don't know. I would. That's the kind of thing I don't think I'd get rid of. Um, but I don't actually don't know where it is. That's interesting. Hmm. But yeah, so I waited and waited and waited until. Uh, finally, a couple years ago, this pristine Blu-ray set came out with amazing artwork, all the commentaries, like, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. And, then, so, and when did you watch it? Well, so here's the thing. I watched it. Uh, I haven't technically watched these Blu-rays. I watched it before this Blu-ray set came out because through... Uh, I think it was Amazon Prime Video, I Prime think. Prime Video, yeah. In 2016. When our baby girl came Finally in. had it released. So I started to watch it in 2015. Um, 
on my lunch breaks when I was eating my lunch sad and alone in my car at the at the job I hated. Uh, and Just I, waiting for my water to break. No, this is twenty. This is before you even oh. can see. This is twenty fifteen when I was working at Pine Hills. Um, oh fuck! So I, I got like fifteen episodes in, and then I just like got fucking busy, and you know everything. Sure. So when we had Jillian for the first basically month and a half, two months of her life, you were sick, and I stayed up with her almost every night. And what I did every night. <laughs> What I did every night was I binged a lot of shit. I watched all kinds of shows on Netflix, caught up on a bunch of movies I hadn't seen. But the main thing I did was we, I say we, because she was always seemingly awake when I was watching it, um, like on my lap, feeding her and, and trying to put her back to fucking sleep, was watching Batman the Animated Series at 1.32, 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, watched every single episode with her, technically. Um, I have a list on my phone that I've never done with, ranking every episode from my favorite to my least favorite, because I'm still a psychopath, which isn't a word, but it is for me now. Um, so yeah, so we watched this with her tonight, because she had technically seen this, not that she remembers any of it. But what? also, she's been on a little bit of a Batman ba- kick. I think I mentioned it on the show, we watched the original, we watched Batman 89, and we watched Batman Returns. And she's excited to watch Batman Forever. She wants to watch all the Batman movies. And I was like, well, technically, this would be next in line. So it worked out very, very well that we did this. Um, and she has seen some episodes of the animated series and with me. And she tries to watch the um, the new Harley Quinn with you, too. Oh, all the time. I'm like, you could not watch <laughs> Yeah, this. she tries to watch I'm it I'm never going to be that dad that's like, you can't watch this. But, like, you're seven years old. You don't need to watch Harley Quinn right now. <laughs> uh, but she has watched Almost Gotham. She has watched m- most of my, she probably watched like half a dozen of my favorite episodes. But every time like I want her to watch it, I'm like, she's like, no, can I watch fucking Trolls for the 800th time or whatever? Yeah, leave her alone, man. She's seven. So I'm hoping from this, which she, I think she really enjoyed. She loved based it. Based on all the fucking questions she was asking, <laughs> uh, that she, uh, I can now finally get her to watch them. Uh, it had been a, long ass time since I'd seen this movie probably honestly I don't think I've watched this movie in over 20 25 years um it was one of my wow. go-to VHSs back in the day I, I probably have never even played this DVD that I'm holding in my hands if I'm being 100% honest uh but yeah I mean I I'm uh, I'm biased as shit this movie's fucking great uh I love this movie um oh god okay good I thought I lost half my notes um, not that I fucking need them, but this for a time was like the Batman movie. Like obviously the li- the first two live action movies hold a special place in people's hearts, but this was like the best reviewed Batman movie. Uh, it was a colossal flop at the box office, which I w- I'll get into later on based on something that Jillian thankfully made us do, and it kind of contextualized mm-hmm. why it did the business that it did, but. It's, it's often remarked upon as being one of the best animated movies ever, especially one of the best superhero animated movies ever, um, by it just staying true to what the fuck the show was, which was just a show that was for children, but didn't treat children like children. Children treated Batman like the dark and brooding and serious character that he was, 
and mm-hmm. treated it as a legitimate thing. It still had funny moments. It still had levity to it. But it's just the fucking coolest show. I, I cannot... If you're listening to this and you've never watched Batman animated series, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It is honestly just one of the best television programs that's ever been fucking made. Um, and it's given us so much as a culture. Uh, this movie was kind of them putting, them dropping their dick on it and being like, this is supposed to be a direct-to-video release. Mm-hmm. This is so fucking good. Let's release this in theaters. And it, it kind of, you know, went back in their face based on how it performed, but it's now regarded as this classic that, ironically enough, I've been in the habit of anniversaries, almost 30 years, almost 30 years exactly, it has come out, and this is the anniversary for it. So I'm happy to share it with you guys. Had you seen this before? No. Have you? So I just talked about for 10 minutes about my history with Batman in the show. I don't think I've ever really asked you this. Yeah, you've never asked me. Well, I've asked you've you several You've never questions. asked me. Well, I'm selfish when it comes to this. It's my thing. You're... You know? And Jillian's thing. Rude. So you, as a child, were mostly into... Disney princesses and fairies and uh, don't you know, judge more, me. No, no, no. I'm don't just, judge me. I'm giving people your background. My background, they know, is Batman and and wrestling, and wrestling and, and basketball and shitty pop culture. Yours was in Disney, namely the princesses and the Renaissance, uh, fairies, uh, fantasy, like mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Lord of the Rings and, you know, mm-hmm. yep. those sort of things. Yep, classic rock. <laughs> yeah, did you have a superhero tool in that bag? Did I? Because your mom's not really a superhero person. More so modernly because of the MCU and things like Guardians and whatnot. But yeah. did you see, like, any superhero movies out in theaters or watch them on TV or Well, camp I mean, I think, yeah, probably at camp. Probably at camp. Not really anything else. Not really anything else. I wasn't a nerd until I met you. You're welcome. So, yeah. No thanks. Um, yeah. Okay, so have you, ever, have you ever even seen, besides like walking through the room when I'm watching it? No. So you've never seen an episode of Batman the Animated Series just to like watch it? No. No, I was more into like, you know, the stuff that was on like, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, that kind of stuff. Like, I grew up more more so with the X-Men as, like, that was, like, the closest superhero, I guess, like, I, I, I got because of Which the next generation and stuff. One um, thing I'm very bad at is remembering, for whatever reason, the, the, the alignment of Saturday morning cartoons yeah. from our childhood because you, you started out pristine in terms of what I was thinking of you know, Cartoon Network was its own thing. You had the Cartoon Network shorts and the old Hanna Barbera stuff. Yeah. Nickelodeon, you had Nicktoons and yeah, you yeah. had Snick with Snick all and that like Are You Afraid of the Dark, things. all that stuff. Yeah. And then you had ABC had its stuff. Saturday morning stuff, which was all just Disney stuff, basically. And then you had uh, then you had Fox Kids, which was like to me was the coolest because not only would you have X Men, um, you know, Life with Louie, Bobby's or whatever, but you also would get. Goosebumps and Eerie Indiana and uh, there's another live action I'm forgetting here. Oh, I think Power Rangers was a part of Fox Kids at some point. I'm pretty sure that Batman the Animated Series was part of that as well. It was also an afternoon animated show 
So I think that's why I get it mixed up into where it really aligned. Because um, it also, making it even more confusing, here it is. Um, it originally aired on Fox Kids from September 5th, 1992 to September 15th, 1995. When it ended, the new Batman Adventures, which is when they changed the animation style, yes, brought yes, in. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. that moved to WB Kids, or Kids WB, which was a big launching new thing that was where uh, you had Freakazoid and Men in Black and I think they had Pokemon for some time. Like, it became, like, a new branch to it. But this was so... This shit was so good that the Batman the Animated Series pilot aired in prime fucking time. That's crazy. Granted, it was in an era where they wanted it to revitalize animation in prime time because of the success of The Simpsons. Um, but they wanted to do it for families. Like, I mean, fucking The Flintstones used to be primetime television. So that's when things like Capital Critters and all kinds of things started. Doing Batman animated series was kind of an extension of that. Uh, but it was always set to be a kid show during kids' sure. times. Um, so... That's why I was kind of asking what your poison was. So you were more so a Cartoon Network and Nicktoons mm -hmm. kids. Okay. Um, so all that being said, what did you think of Batman Mask of the Phantasm? I thought it was great. I was so waiting for you. That. That's all right. <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. Did you? What expectations did you have? Did I didn't have any expectation. I didn't know what the fuck it was about. Um, and you know, we all have our own feelings about different superheroes and things like mm -hmm. that. We don't need to get into it now. But you know, it's, it's nice to see like Bruce Wayne has a heart that you know is a different than what like they've depicted in like the live action movies and stuff you know batman's kind of been forced down my throat the last 16 years <laughs> you know well, even if i didn't want to like him i've had to like him including the time i had to work like 48 hours in four a days, day yeah. yeah um for dark night for dark night premiering and everything like so you know so it's funny because i think since you we've been together. Uh-huh. All of like the the new Batman portrayals aren't necessarily my favorite. Like we'll get into it when we get all the movies, but Bale is fine. He's never the best part of his movies. Um Yes. I feel like I liked, but I hated the movies that he was in. I think he was a good Batman. Yeah, Arnett is a comedic Batman, so you have to take that differently. Same thing with well, Dietrich Bader for yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, Pattinson, again, I'm not a fan of the actor. I think his portrayal, like, I grew to like in the one time that I've seen that movie. Mm -hmm. um, and am I missing any? George Clooney. Well, again. Clooney was before us. No, uh, but then he was uh, uh, again. We'll say that you could say, like, Bat Keaton or whatever. Um, Michael Keaton. But, uh... I mean, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. I yes. Last year, losing him and fucking uh, Jason David Frank in the span of like fucking six weeks, I it's think like it was. It's like your childhood died. It was. It was like I was like those 
two were like defining moments. Like those two, had Shawn Michaels got hit by a bus that week, I would need to take in a bereavement day. Yeah, yeah. Because those those three were like my guys. Like they um, shaped you to be the asshole that you are now. Shawn Michaels did. <laughs> <laughs> the other two. If you've never heard Kevin Conroy, I'll play it after this. I've ever heard Kevin Conroy's like nine eleven story. Uh, he'll tell it better than I will, obviously. But long story short, he was like volunteering somewhere like the week after nine eleven, and somebody recognized him, which isn't a common thing as a voice actor. And they're like, "You will really be doing everybody a service if you just get up there and do, like." the Batman thing. So we did the famous Batman speech he does in one of the, the early episodes of Batman and like the fucking place went nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. He in this movie, not to tip my hand in the MVP and LVP because I have multiple candidates. Um, he obviously is on the list but what I think this movie does the best uh, with a lot of things is it's the first time and it's hard to do it now because the, the the lineage and the story has been beaten to death in media. Yes. That the 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 background of Batman becoming Batman mm-hmm. because of his parents' death and, actually has yeah. some like adult emotion to it. Because normally yes. you're just seeing it in the eyes of a child, right. and then you are experiencing. You know, then the passage of yeah. time has happened, and well, we come yeah. back, and he's this well, we didn't watch, hardened person. I don't know what Gotham, the show. We watched, like, the first four episodes. Yeah, well, we didn't stick with it. To see everything. To see yeah. if it played out differently. Not missing but, much, I can tell. But. Yeah, but I, I totally agree with you. Like, it, it's, and it did it in, like, that, you know, current time flashback current time flashback i get a little excessive maybe at sure, times sure but it does a good job of 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 storytelling and, and really building the character it's like how long is this movie uh 76 minutes i mean it it I figure I, it's three episodes basically yeah it's three tackle. episodes but it but because it's just continuous it just does a great job of like you really do get to know like how they met how yeah. they fell in love all of like the baggage, you know, Alfred as well, like the, the you know, when he first meets her, like his reactions, everything. So mm-hmm. I just think it does a really good job of like just bringing it together and just showing you, okay, this is why he's so jaded now. It hits the overwhelming guilt he feels right. about his parents and the weight of this promise he made to them. To make sure that Gotham is protected and it never happens again, versus and also versus just living a normal right, fucking life. Right. The scene where incredibly well. The scene where he's like, you know, I can't do this in the like, rain. In the rain. Fucking love that. When scene. he's like, I can't do this, and when he and when he starts talking about like, you know, it's hard to do to have somebody to come home to. It's like now that's a different kind of obligation. Like yep. he had that obligation to his parents, but now it's a different kind of obligation yep. when now you're not living you're not just living your life for, you know, in, in memory of someone. That scene is fantastic. It's a great and, scene. And it's the so humanized. No matter how many times like those things are put in a TV or a comic or a or a film or whatever you want to call it. This to me, I think, nails it the best of all of them because even though this is shorter, there's just such a weight to the way that the voice performance is and the way that it's animated. And like the package put together is so simplistic but so easy to understand. It's not to steal a wrestling phrase, it's not overbooked. It's 
It's minimal, but you feel it. And that's why I fucking love it in this movie is... Because also you get to see him struggling to figure it out. So, like, the, the, I love the stretch where he is pre-Batman and he's just, like, you know, incognito trying to stop that heist. And you get the action... Action scenes and animation are generally so much cooler than fucking real life. You Absolutely, could do you could do so much more with it. But in this yeah. movie, particularly when like he's jumping across the front of a motorcycle to kick a dude. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of like it's the slow mo. Oh, so like it's cool. really cool. But like that scene, and you see him struggling, not just with you know saving the day, but struggling to figure out how to be what he wants to be, even with his voice, with his mannerisms, with everything. That's so refreshing to see because you normally see it with, you know, Spider-Man because he's a child or he's, uh, or he's, you know, funny. You know, it's normally more of a bumbling type thing. He wasn't necessarily bumbling in this, but it was good to see an imperfect Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Yes, because both he's in terms of so his action and his together. relationships. Yeah. Yes, I think that's right. Like you don't see him sweat usually. Right, and in this, like he's struggling. Like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Even when he's like begging her when he before he knows that she's um, the phantasm. The phantasm. Mm-hmm. When he's begging her, like, you've got to get out of here. Like, he's, like, losing his cool a bit. Yeah. In terms of, like, the the stress in his voice. And you don't really get that when you think of, like, Bale's performance and stuff. It's all very monotone, but not, not in a bad way. I wouldn't say it's monotone. Not I would in say a bad way. I, I, I calculated is more so what sure. it is. Like, it, it's very precise. Yes. And it, it, you don't hear the panic. Or stress like you do in this animated medium. No. Purposefully, sure, but I think it just. The whole point of Batman as a superhero is the fact that he does not have superpowers. He is not. It's the same reason why. He's a detective. He's a detective. It's the same reason why people are enamored with Iron Man. Mm hmm. Right? Like, it's a normal guy. Happens to have a lot of money. But, like, the super part about him is, like, how much he cares. Like, right. his heart or whatever. His, you know, debt to his family he has to repay or yeah. whatever. And that's is. why Superman sucks. Sure. Just in case Steve's listening. He's not, but... Cyclops is also a cuck. Go ahead. Well... In an inside and outside of being portrayed by James Marsden. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, so it's nice to see that, right? Because humans, like... Part of what makes us humans is, like, we're not robotic. Like, we have that, you know, the emotions and and things like that. And so I think that was a great way to have it be more relatable as a, like, I'm not a superhero. Like, I'm not the Cape Crusader or whatever, but, like, that's relatable. Yeah. So I, I think that that's good. And, like, for kids watching it, like, I mean, just the fact that Jillian was, like you said, asking all those questions and then... Like, when it was the big reveal of who the phantasm was, her face, she went, <gasps> Because she it, kept thinking she knew who it was. Yeah, she's like, oh, oh, it's her dad. Oh, oh. It's it, the councilman. It's, it's the councilman. And then when oh, it, oh. And then when it's <gasps> An- Andrea. It, Andrea, she, 
she was like blown away. Yeah. Her hand went to her mouth. Her eyes were wide. Like that's the kind of thing I like to see. And the same thing. This movie has that moment. And this movie also has the Joker reveal too, which is the only time in the Batman animated series canon that give Joker even a semblance of a backstory. And it follows more so the Batman eighty nine approach than you know later on like the killing or mm-hmm. before this the killing joke uh, thing. And it always surprised me. Like, I always fucking forget. I'm like. Why do they focus on that one goon right. flicking the cigarette outside? And then when they, when he draws the mouth on him later, I'm like, fuck, they got me again. Uh, I You have to appreciate how hard this movie goes when it's supposed to be a fucking kid's movie. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is death. There is blood. There are scares. Like, I can never appreciate children's entertainment that's able to toe a line of being acceptable for anybody and not dumbing down their entertainment for kids so much. Like, and that, I think that's why I've always loved it so much that I have is it, it, it just, it just does what it does and it's okay for anybody Mm -hmm. and it's okay for everybody at a pantheon level in terms of the quality that it has yeah absolutely um even just from the the fucking jump like this was made in 1992 1993 so obviously the 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 advancements we've made in animation is crazy but the opening cgi cityscape with the score like i almost started crying (laughs) this jillian was just hugging my arm i was like fuck this is it now, are there moments where, like, it's weirdly animated and clunky? Of course. It was made 30 fucking years ago. Uh, but for the most part, it stands the test of time. Stylistically, performance-wise, and story-wise. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you would, that would uh, go against that statement? No. I have a couple. I always have to have a couple. Just to prove that I'm not a, a fucking callous bastard. They're, like I, I kind of alluded to earlier, there probably is a little bit too much of the flashbacks and going back and forth I, on I some of the relationship agree. stuff. I don't agree. I, I, it builds it. and it, it does build it, but I do think it gets a little dry in parts. Um, it Just because it's... It's a short movie, and it's an animated movie that is geared towards kids, and even that stuff for adults like isn't really interesting, so what is the impact on the children for it? I think you could have gone one less and been fine, or given us another action beat instead, and it would have been a little bit better. Um, oh, hey, Chris, that picture's still crooked. I fucking hate I knew you were going to say that, too. Uh, the same thing, the first scene where Andrea and Bruce meet each other, is also very, very weird. Um, it's just kind of odd in terms of what each character is going for and how it's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do get it's, you know, it's a younger Bruce and it is a, you know, predisposed to uh, the, the, the crime life that, mm-hmm. you know, Andrea has. Yeah, that's really all that I have um the phantasm is just the fucking 
coolest looking and sounding it's villain. Really cool. I very well sounding. Forgets how dope it is. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I also love how this movie does manage to get its humor bits. Obviously, the Joker is always going to have his moments, but Alfred's great in this movie. The recurring bit of him walking in on Andrea and, and Bruce kissing is always funny. Gotta love that Batman's flirting is immediately tripping a woman and initiating a fight. <laughs> Just also want to shout out Batman. The first time we see Bruce Wayne in this movie in a flashback, he's got two girls arm to arm, one white, one black. Then a third girl rolls up, ethnically kind of ambiguous. Ambiguous. And then a fourth girl calling him out to being a bad boy from getting a drink in his face. I'm just like, Batman's got four girls of all different shapes, sizes, and colors. Batman, Batman doesn't know any bounds. Um,. I also love how this movie shows restraint in terms of you don't get the Joker until around the halfway point, and it's like the perfect moment. Like, we've established kind of what's going on with the Phantasm taking out these mob bosses, and Batman's kind of on the hook for mm-hmm. it, and, you know, him trying to figure out the mystery and how does, you know, his love interest play in all this, and then boom, you got wheezing a Vagoda character going to see... The man that needs to, you know, come in and kick the movie up a notch. And yeah. it's, it's great. Just as much as Kevin Conroy is my Batman, Mark Hamill is my Joker beyond Heath Ledger. Um, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So the battle, both battle scenes with Joker are awesome. It's not often you get to see, like, a good battle scene with Joker. He's mm-hmm. normally freaking mismatched, but... The fight scene he has with uh, Phantasm is cool, and then I love how like kind of absurd and nutty the real final Batman Joker scene is. Like they're basically doing like a Godzilla fight as like giant people surrounded by a smaller cityscape around them, and you have all of Joker's like gadgets and toys. Then he's on a fucking like jetpack. It's it's just it's, it's so bizarre. It's bizarre. But it's still rooted in the reality of the world, and it also is almost kind of like an homage to the old school, like, Batman ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... The story is so simple, but it's so damn fucking good. It's layered, but it's also uncomplicated. Like, you understand, unless you're Jillian and you're asking 900 questions and not listening, uh, you understand... where the story goes every time it takes a turn, every time it does something different... Um, and, and you're, you're good. Uh, I have to ask now because we already mentioned <clears throat> the phantasm reveal and the Joker reveal. How many swerves did we have in the movie? Oh yeah. Well, the biggest swerve was that, uh, Andrea was the yeah, phantasm. But that's, that's one. You don't count it for multiple swerves, do you? No, no. But there were 110 total nice. swerves here, including like. Oh, I didn't care about any other one. I just wanted the number. Councilman. Uh, Laugh, laugh, laugh. You know, like, when he started Please laughing. tell me you have written on your phone, laugh, Councilman, laugh, laugh, laugh. Swerve, Councilman, laugh, laugh, laugh. Let me see it right now. Swerve, laugh, laugh, laugh right here. See? The toxin. I can Also wait. a big swerve. Joker being, you know, uh, culturally, uh, you know, up to date, making a ghost of Christmas 
future. Charles reference. Dickens wrote that story in the 1800s. That's doesn't not culturally mean, up to date. Doesn't mean that. Uh, no, the Joker definitely watched Muppet Christmas Carol before. Before going this actually on his came out escapade. after Muppet Christmas Carol, like exactly. by a couple months. Exactly. He watched it before his escapades, but Jillian got that reference. That's for sure. Um, actually, did it? Oh, hold on. <laughs> well, no. So, because we can get to this now, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Muppet Christmas Carol came out in 1992. So, what the fuck is everything coming out for this year? It was the 30th anniversary last year. I was going to say I found that odd because what I, what I did was I wanted to pull up the box office because this is a, a notorious flop for its time. And we watched the trailer, and I didn't know it came out on Christmas Day in 1993. Like, this isn't a Christmas Day movie. So I pulled up the box office for Christmas weekend, 1993. Granted, also, this came out technically on the Saturday so it only had two days of the three for the box office. So number one, the box office uh, for the second week in a row was the Pelican Brief. Oh gosh. Number two, Mrs. Doubtfire in its fifth week. Oh wow. Number yeah. three, debuting was Tombstone. What's that? Uh, it's a uh, western movie about like Wyatt care. Earp and whatnot. I don't care. It was basically a successor to Unforgiven. I don't care. Then number four was Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit. Oh yeah. Okay. Then Beethoven Second. Oh and then debuting in six was Grumpy Old Men. Oh man! For only three point eight million, that movie was going to gross like eighty million dollars. Then yeah, Wayne's old people like to Wayne's see World Two. Oh my! Then Geronimo, an American legend. Then the piano, and then tenth, still in limited release, was Schindler's List in its second weekend. And then in eleventh place, one point one eight million was Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Right before. Three movies I 100% saw in theaters. The Three Musketeers, the Disney version. Oh, yeah. Adam's Family Values. Oh, yeah. And Cool Runnings. Oh, man. So no wonder it struggled. That's that, a fucking murderer's row. a great. Right. Oh, man. 1993 movies was... Where so was now that? I'm just curious. I just want to go see uh, fucking Muppet Christmas Carol for uh, 1992 now. It's debu- oh, and it debuted in the 11th, so... Opening weekend, it debuted... That's a travesty. Uh, it debuted number six, opening weekend. Muppet Christmas it didn't Carol? do well either. It opened number five. But again, this is a loaded fucking weekend. Number one, opening weekend, A Few Good Men, uh-huh. 15.5 million. Number two, in its fourth week of release, was Home Alone 2. Oh. Then The Bodyguard and Aladdin. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, also here, Distinguished Gentlemen, Malcolm X, Bram Stoker's Dracula... Under Siege, oh, Unforgiven, yeah. The Crying Game. Like, these movies didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Um, fuck them. Fuck, fuck them all. Uh, the other, another thing I didn't necessarily like about the movie, I think the, the final five minutes, like the epilogue, if you will, after the big Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Well, it's a, maybe just a little too simple. Like, like you don't get a wrap-up, like Batman just cleared of everything. Like, they didn't know what was happening with that phantasm and the Joker. How did yeah. Batman get off the hook and we're just putting the bat signal up again? Yep. She's just on a boat, sad, on talking to somebody. She's just on a boat. You know, in general. And then, my biggest complaint about the movie, actually, is the closing credits has, like, this weird Cinemax porn music, which is an original song they made for the movie that's sung by Tia Carrera. Uh, who was the... You know who Tia Carrera is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you're listening, she was uh, 
like a early '90s sex symbol. She was the girlfriend in Wayne's World. She went on to you know be a, a pretty it's standard voice actor. Really actress. weird. Yeah, it just was like, what? What the fuck is this? Like, can't we just get da na 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 na? Some more, you know, like yeah. you've got it throughout the whole fucking movie. People aren't gonna be mad when you're leaving the theater if they're hearing that one more time. So, uh, yeah, that I wanted to make sure we went over the history of the box office and uh, the movie. Let's get into performances because we've already alluded to it. Uh, let's start with MVP because this is a full blown, like, hard debate in my mind that I hope you can settle. Uh, between the two. I will give Dana Delaney a shout-out here. I do think she does a good job as um, Andrea. Andrea. Yeah, Because she I doesn't agree. do the voice of the Phantasm. Um, she's not my MVP, but she's a good, strong female lead yeah, for this movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. The other two go without saying, between Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. I want to hear what you think, because ultimately I'm probably going to go with whatever direction you want unless you have a dumbass reason for it. Oh, well, that's rude. Why would... I don't have dumbass reasons for the... For, for why... For anything? I vote for people. That's just For rude. MVP, you don't. For LVP, you do. Because LVP would be like, I don't like their face. Well, I don't like their face. <laughs> that's not a dumb reason. That's like legitimate. That's a... That's legitimate. That's a legitimate reason to not like our waiter at the movie last week, but not... That's... Don't... You can't say stuff like I that. I can't. I didn't say his name, Elijah. Yes! <laughs> At the uh, Studio Movie Grill in Kissimmee. All right, while you're while you're debating which one you're going to name, let me tell this quick story. So, as I mentioned on last week's episode, we uh, I went to go see Thanksgiving when you went to go see Trolls World Tour. No, Trolls World Tour is the second Trolls one. Trolls band, band together. together. What the fuck ever. Whatever. Jilly was here, she would give you a five minutes yeah. high rate. So I I had I had I was in a good mood. I had taken some things, you know, when we were out and about for the day. Um, and there's nothing worse when you're in that state than like like seeing surprised. A, getting surprised by an ugly person. So I was in the theater, it was already kind of dark, and they were like taking my order because it was a dine-in, and I look up and I'm just like, Jesus, like He just, said just, that's his face. No, just he's just a rough looking guy to look at. He looks like a Dick Tracy villain. Like <laughs> his name was like, Oh, here's Smoosh Face. <laughs> like he like he had like a flat head and just his Big gangly gargamel nose, <laughs> and he acted kind of weird too, so it didn't help. A little bit. And I texted you, like, yo, I think my shit just kicked in because the fucking guy that took my order was like freaky looking. You're like, oh, Elijah? And I was like, no way, we had the same guy. Yeah. We were, yeah. We were on opposite ends of the theater, too. Opposite ends of the theater. Like, I was in theater two, you were in like. Theater one. Theater one. Hang on, I'm trying to find our conversation. Um, I, I I have it right here. Oh, God. Yeah, I have it. Uh, I flinched at my waiter because he was ugly like a Dick Tracy villain. You go, is his name Elijah? And I went, yes! <laughs> and then, uh, after that, we in the plaza, we were doing some other shopping. I was stuck in a, the line at Dollar Tree. Oh, my God. For 15 minutes because the lady in front of me, like two people in front of me, paid with a $100 bill at Dollar Tree. She's probably laundering money. And they needed, I needed to wait to get changed, and then the people in front of me were all paying separately. It was awful. Anyway, who's the MVP of the movie? Um, Kevin Conroy. I think Kevin Conroy is the correct answer here. Hamill is great. Hamill fucking chews up scenery and is funny and ominous and creepy and ridiculous all at the same time. Conroy, in this movie, is able... There was a moment early on, I referenced it earlier, where Conroy 
sounded a little off to me in some of his deliveries. And I was like, mm, that's weird. And then I realized that he was purposefully doing it because it was a younger Bruce Wayne and a younger Batman. Oh, that makes sense. And he's just unsure of himself. Because he was really, Keaton did it, but Conroy was the first one that you could just, not even looking at the screen, tell the difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, based yes. on what he was doing. Yes. And in this, he does that, but he does it like, he does yeah. it in like one or two different ways. He's trying to figure it out. He He's emotes. finding his footing. He emotes. I mean, he'd been doing it, I think, a year at this point. But um, he emotes. He fucking crushes it. I miss him so much. It just, it was already kind of presumed, but it was a kind of officially made uh, public over the past like week or so that Mark Hamill is done being Joker because he won't do it without Kevin Conroy. Oh my God, which that's is, so Yeah, sad. no, it, it got oh me too. God. Um, cause they, 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 they would only come back to do projects if one or the other was involved with it. And that's how we got the, the ultimately really, really disappointing killing joke. Not for those two reasons, because of the fucking first half of the, what they did to that. Right. And then also, uh, the fucking Arkham games, which everyone fucking loves. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going Kevin Conroy as well. He's. he's but like, best. what a life, man. Like, what a legacy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he went to Juilliard. Sure, sure he did. You know did. what I mean? And he is... He was a classically trained classically actor. Classically trained actor. And he loved the theater. Yeah. He was... And then he settled in being Batman. And another amazing story. Uh... Not until promotion for The Killing Joke in 2016 did he unveil that he'd been gay his entire life. Amazing. Um, he wrote a, uh, a story called Finding Batman for a, a DC Pride anthology where he kind of recounted stories about his life. It was fantastic. Um, and he purposely made an effort to conceal it throughout his career because... He didn't want the discrimination that he faced to sully what the character of Batman stood for. It's beautiful. Which is ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous but, that it had to happen, but that's so but like, beautiful. He, that he did on that. multiple occasions had been removed from consideration for acting jobs just based on because like he, hearsay and what people possibly did know about it. Um, that that is like I'm I'm legitimately crying. Yeah. Like that that's that's beautiful. Yeah. The quote, the exact quote from Mark Hamill is, uh, when they offer me roles now, I say, is Kevin doing it? I don't even have to read the script. If Kevin's doing it, I'll do it. It's just, it's the fucking that's, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. He was, he was the man. So he's the MVP of the movie. Uh, LVP of the movie. What do you got? I think it's easy. I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm still getting over like. Oh, what a fucking bomb ass like, motherfucker Kevin Conroy is. good person he is. Just like. That's amazing. I that's beautiful. Yeah. Um this Jerry Seinfeld sounding motherfucker who played the councilman? Who played oh Arthur? Oh my god, Reeves. I'm so happy. Heart Bachner? Heart, I'm guessing it's Bachner. Bachner? But at first I thought it was Jerry Seinfeld. What is up with Batman and these and these people? I, that's what I like the first scene or two that he was in, I was like who the fuck is this? I'm so glad you Jerry said that. Jerry Seinfeld sounding, like, 
so out of place. He's like the first from a even from like a a voice perspective. He's just a bad. Didn't vo- he's just a bad voice actor. Didn't match. It didn't match Not at all. At all. He was so distracting, and it didn't help later on when he was like having to like give exposition while being under like the toxins uh, that the Joker had put in. So he was what do you mean? councilman ha 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 ha. Wait, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What? How did he do it though? How did the Joker do that? Jillian did not understand how this guy got to be how he was. And I'm like, Jillian, the Joker's an evil prick. And he, he poisoned went. the motherfucker. That's how the wheezing Abe Vigoda guy, shout out to Abe Vigoda, was the way that he was later on. She didn't get it yet. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, no, he's the only person I wrote down. Yeah, he was, I, I, he took me out of it for a second. Really did. Really and it's took me early out of on, it. too, so I'm like, like again, it's yeah. been a long time since I've seen this movie. I was like, oh, man, is this, yeah. is this a lot of, like, did like not get better. voice acting like this? Did not get better. I want to give a shout out also to Stacey Keach, um, who I've always liked as a character actor, uh, who did the voice of uh, the Phantasm voice, not necessarily Andrea, and also a dual role of uh, uh, Andrea's dad, which is mm. a great swerve if you hear it. Oh. I cannot wait to never say this word ever again in four weeks' time. No, man, you're going to do the gimmick next no, year. No, no, I could not even. No, because my, my highest number is going to be like five. Yeah, and you're going to I'm, I'm not saying swerve, not be, councilman, laugh, laugh, laugh. You're not going to be engaging to the people. Yeah, that's why I'm not even going to fucking try. Yeah, because you know you can't live up to the high bar. You only got four episodes left to do it. Thank God. <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> um, what would you do if I just continued doing it? Oh, I, I would stop the podcast immediately. I, I, like, I've barely been able to get through this fucking year, let alone another episode extra of it. Um, You're rude. Want to give some other shout outs to people that, you know, have just were part of the cast forever. Bob Hastings is Commissioner Gordon, doesn't get a lot to do, but he's still very, very good. Uh, we also got uh, Robert Costanzo as Harvey Bullock. Arlene Sorkin was uh, in this movie as one of Excuse Batman's girlfriends. What? You're a Sorkin. You, hey, watch it. She's the original voice of Harley Quinn here, all right? Uh,. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is uh, Alfred Pennyworth. All great stuff. Uh, so I believe... So the animated series is permanently in like the Batman culture. We are on season three of Batman the Adventure Continues, which is the uh, comic book series in the same Batman animated series style that I believe some of the original people like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and Ty Templeton mm-hmm. work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's supposed there was supposed to be a supposed to. N- a new Batman animated series style show coming out. Oh really? Um, I forget what it was called. I'm trying to find it. You you suck. But it's unfortunately it's a it's Batman. So it's Warner Brothers, so it's Warner Brothers Discovery, so it's Max, which means David Zasloff is just going to slash it and put it wherever. I do believe it was potentially shelved, um, and it was going to be like PG-13 Batman Animated Series, basically is what it seemed to look like. That stinks. Um, uh, new pro- 
I'm trying to find details on it, just because I know what the status of it is. Uh, uh, Batman, nope, this is the comic book and Batman show. Is this Gotham Knights? No, that's not right. What the fuck was this called? Gotham Knights? Like Havana Knights? Like Dirty Dancing Havana Knights? No. <laughs> Dirty Dancing Gotham Knights. What would it be no. about? Batman. What would it be about? Dirty I'll probably just kill her Gotham croc Knights. and baby doll. Just <laughs> Nobody put baby doll in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new Batman show, Max. I think we're supposed to start this year. No, it's not fucking Gotham. Stop showing me Gotham Knights! Oh, I think it's just called Batman Cape Crusader. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I think it's just called Gotham Knights. Yeah, Batman Cape Crusader. It was going to be a reimagining of the Batman anthology. It still says 2024, so I'm right, um, well, hopeful we'll for that. Maybe, but, um, yeah, that'd be cool. I'll that'd take cool. anything I can get. I just finished getting the new Batman animated series, uh... Toys from McFarlane at Target. I have the full Batman animated series comic book series upstairs. I have Batman mac and cheese. I have Batman animated series like party decorations. You name it, I have it. You're the worst. I know. I know. But I'm kind of cute, right? You're okay. Thanks, I'll take it. Anything else on Batman Mask of the Phantasm? No, I think we covered it. It was a good watch. Enjoyable. Score time? I will score it first, out of fairness. Oh, yeah, because everyone knows that you're going to give it a... I'm not giving it a 10. Oh! I'm not giving it a 10. Oh, so you're a fucking poser. I'm not a poser. You're a poser. I'm not a poser. I'm realistic in terms of... what movies are and how good they are. You are a liar. This is one of the greatest animated movies ever made, in my opinion. It does a fantastic job Mm. at being a Batman project for all ages and engulfing you in the style and the tone and the mood. Even at 76 minutes, like I talked about, I think there is some fat that could be trimmed. And I think that some of the animation style and some of minor things necessarily haven't aged well for our viewing audience. It's still fucking close. I'm giving it a nine and a half. Oh, man. Okay. I'm being, I'm being fair. I'm being honest. No, that's fine. You gave this the same score as The Exorcist. I would, I mean, The Exorcist is a much better movie than this, but I'm, I'm... This is probably, in all honesty, like an eight. That's but, what I'm giving it. Okay, that's fair. But I have to bump it up. This you the same reason. You don't have to do anything. I Mr. do. I gave Teen Wolf oh. a ten, and I gave this a nine and a half. I think that says everything you need to know about me. Okay? I wish that we had done this podcast, or these movie ratings, before we started dating. Because I think the outcome would have been very different. I have no idea what you mean by this. Had I known how enamored with Teen Wolf you were, uh, (laughs) probably would not be sitting here right now. That's fair. Uh, That's an 8.75 for Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, This was part of our Pick 'em Off series, so I need you to pull up the random number generator, please. And give me a number that I think I need to change. Um, One second. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
mutants times four is live map, people. 72. You're kidding me, right? Huh? It's 112. <laughs> what, is, what was it? 20... 28 by 4. 112, that's what I said. That's not the number. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's 100, uh, 107. That's what I said, Chris. 47. 47. So 47. Uh, we're not going to be watching this movie until February. Oh, gosh. Oh, that kind of inappropriately fits, because we're watching in February for Black History Month. Um, and unfortunately, this is, Black History is, is fucking uh, injustice and police brutality. Uh, we'll be watching Fruitvale Station. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking about that yes. movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Cooper. Oh, what? Like the start of... They're they're m- very beautiful uh, professional working relationship that produced several amazing movies. That's one hell of a start to twenty twenty four. We have lined up Oppenheimer, Top Gun, and Top Gun Maverick. Won't you be my neighbor? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Fruitvale Station. It's only fair that we're gonna have to now suffer through <laughs> Love Flight Tonica, Deck the Heart. And Fast X with Willy Wonka in between there to get there. So, damn. We got we got a we got a hot f- couple of months coming up for you here on Mirror Movies. So we'll uh, stay tuned. Yep. Please listen to us again. Yes, listen to it all. If, if you like this, then listen to us when I'm not just talking about Batman for 45 minutes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mirror Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content, which will include the thrill the three Neil Breen episodes sooner or later. I oh boy. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Mary W Movies on Twitter, Married Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at realsmolt 38 on Instagram. Every now and then you'll see me just posting random Batman toys. Uh, for you. At Jam with your Sam. I will not be posting random she'll be, Batman uh toys. She'll be re... Not retweeting. Uh, reposting oh. Bluey memes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's accurate. That's, uh, that's accurate. Anything else? No. Uh, the next movie we will be watching is Love Light Tonica. And I'm... That picture better be straightened by then or I'm not going to let you hit the end of it. Oh, it's going to be crooked the entire season now. That's, That's nice. straight as hell. That's an impressive painting to have hung up perfectly. Well, yeah, because I helped you with that. I didn't help you with this one, and you did it wrong. It's fine. Because if my mother comes, she'll never let you hear the end of it. Half the things in this house are crooked because of how heavy-footed you are. I'm not heavy-footed. Because our cleaning lady refuses to fix things after she touches them. That's not true. That's not. And that's the not house true. in parts is just crooked in general. I'll be standing looking at something. Oh, is that fucking crooked? Oh, no. It's just the way the floor is. I think you're also forgetting the fact that you're standing on one foot. Thanks for quoting Happy Gilmore improperly. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I, I missed w- being mean to you last I week. wish I made... I was just going to say that I wish I made you stop being mean to me for the rest of the year on this show. I was pretty nice this one because I was talking about Batman. Now next week when we're talking about Hanukkah, oh, I'm going to be ruthless. Allegedly. Beat me to it. <laughs>
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.